Hello and welcome to Studio Class. I am Megan Enan, your host and diva sidekick. Wondering how to build your singing career and still make enough money to survive? It's not always easy, and we certainly didn't cover this during Studio Class at school. However, I'm here to give you the micro-actions that over time will transform your relationship to your career. Let's do this. joining me for episode number 11 of Studio Class. This episode is brought to you by 29 Days to Diva from the Sybaritic Singer. It's a big year over in Sybaritic Singerland. I'm also taking the leap and bringing you 29 Days to Diva the course. This course is designed for you, divas. These are the micro actions that will transform your love affair with your career. Be one of the first people to hear about the launch by visiting bit.ly slash 29 Days to Diva. In this 11th episode, we're taking another slightly different path. Thanks so much for joining me last week when I talked with my youngest sister, Rebecca Enan, about leveling up your diva career and moving from generalist to specialist to expert to authority. And so part of that is, you know, setting up your goals. And in my Rainmaker's Guide to Music Business, I do a section right after we talk about leveling up in your business, where we talk about milestones. And this podcast episode is slightly different because it's going to be short on this part, the talking part, and I want you to plan on leaving some extra room to do this exercise on your own at the end. And so this is our milestones exercise where we discover where we are in the process and what's left to tackle. And like I said, this is about a 15 to 25 minute activity. And without taking time here, you can go to as many business of music classes as your heart desires, but you won't learn a damn thing, friends. So take the time because if you don't know where you want to go, then it's just going to be an exercise in futility on what you're doing to get there. So, all right, we're going to work backwards in our milestones. And so I want you to think about nine to 10 years from now, we're thinking about the year 2026. Am I the only one that feels kind of weird about saying that out loud? (laughs) So 2026, what are your seemingly impossible goals? I want you to write a heading down and say seemingly impossible goals, nine to 10 year goals, even nine, 10 year, 20 year goals. If you really think that you want to put a 20 year goal out there and I want you to write them all down as far as you possibly can go, maybe even set a timer or number your paper and write down, you know, 15 goals and then try and challenge yourself to write down three more. Whatever it is, you can figure it out. So seemingly impossible goals. These are the kinds of things that if somebody else found this piece of paper, it might make you a little nervous. I want you to think about what are the things that just seem so far out there that they couldn't possibly exist yet and just write them down. And then from there, we work backwards. So this is our five-year point. So we're thinking year 2022 from here. And you're identifying the halfway point to your larger goals. 
So what I really want you to think about in this section is in your five to six years, 2022 to 2023, can you get even clearer on those most desired aspects of the big goals? What I mean is that in this, the goals that you're writing down in the five to six year range are often your most desired goals. They're just far enough away that it gives you time to really work towards them. And they're things that you can see in your mind. Unlike the seemingly impossible goals, those feel like, like I said, they're seemingly impossible. So uh, I want you to think about seemingly impossible goals are those things way down the line that you're like barely even able to brainstorm. But five to six year goals are the ones that your heart is desiring very, very deeply. Um, and yet you still might not be sharing those with other people because they seem they're your most desired goals. So it seems like something you really want to save for yourself until you get closer and closer. So identifying the halfway point to your larger than life goals and getting clear on your most desired aspects of these goals are the whole point of this five to six year targeting range. And that brings us to backing it up to two years from now. A two year goal actualization. What are the internal factors that you can take care of now? So Two-year goal actualization. Actualization is different than identifying the halfway goals or halfway point to the seemingly impossible goals. Actualization is saying, okay, two years from now, I want to be doing this, fill in the blank, to get to my five-year goal. Say that your five to six-year goal is to uh, make a recording, make a like, you know, a recording that really speaks to you. So your two-year goal actualization should be perhaps doing more recording projects in two years so that you're on other people's and you're learning more about that system. Or you're saying two years from now, I'm going to have the entire album sketched out and I'm going to have my collaborators ready. I'm going to be deep in the fundraising process for getting that recording put together. I'm going to know where I'm going to record it because Two-year goal actualization is like a hop, skip, and a jump to the five to six-year goals. So these things tend to move a lot faster, right? I feel like life, I don't think I'm um, the only one who feels like this, that it starts to get faster and faster as you get older because you start to realize just how many things you'd like to do and how little time you have to do them. (laughs) So the two-year goal actualization, I want you to think about what are the internal factors that you can take care of now. There are a lot of moments where we run into gatekeepers in our singing lives, but there are so many things that we can take care of on our own that set us up for success. And I really want you to focus on those for your two-year goal actualizations. And that brings us back to right now, 2017. Let's make some quarterly goals with metrics. What do I mean by that? So between now and 2019, we have less than eight quarters. Less than eight quarters, just doesn't seem like a, you know, a lot of time. (laughs) And so to break down, and you guys know that I'm all about this for 29 Days to Diva, that I'm all about these micro actions, which means basically break it down to its smallest form so that you can tackle those things and knock them off the list so that you can move faster, that you're more efficient and productive in your musical career. So that's what I mean by quarterly goals. You have less than eight quarters left to get you to that place where you have two-year goal actualization. Less than eight quarters 
means quarterly goals with metrics so that it doesn't get overwhelming. So if I continue that recording theme that during this time, I'm going, okay, so this is going to be a really, I know looking ahead that, you know, quarter four for 2017 is going to be an intensely busy performing time. So maybe I won't have enough time to work on, you know, practicing the rep that's going to be on that recording, but I can start doing some of the legwork for grant applications and things like that during that time. You know, you have to kind of mix in what you already know about your life in that time, what is already coming down the pike, as well as what could I add into there so that I'm moving forward on this goal without overwhelming myself. Then quarterly goals with metrics. The metrics part is really important if you have a brain like mine where you like to be able to check against something. Am I moving forward? How will I possibly know? So quarterly goals with metrics means that that maybe you have a goal. Okay, quarter three or quarter four in 2017 is going to be the grant application quarter. And you're going to say, okay, I'm planning on applying to three different potential grants during that time. So quarter three, say that the writing of the grants is going to happen in quarter four. I don't know. That's not really on top of the, the grant writing schedule, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so that quarter three is going to be, you know, you're going to have a goal with metrics of creating a list of potential grants that you could apply to during that time frame. And maybe it's only five, you know, maybe you give yourself, I'm going to make a list of five grants that I can apply to during quarter four and that's going to be great. Um, we could change this around and say that, you know, for audition season, that my quarterly goals with metrics is I'm going to make sure I send out, you know, 20, let's go crazy, 20 applications for auditions during audition season. And then, and then how many of those did you send out? You know, check them off list. Then with that information that you gather from the application part, Ask, then say, okay, it's my goal to do 10 auditions during audition season. So then you kind of put those together and check them off the list. And depending on, you know, can I actually do that? Can I financially afford to get myself to 10 auditions this year? Can I, uh, can I actually get those all on the calendar with all the other things that I have going on? Those kinds of things you need to have metrics to allow you to know when it's too much, as well as to know when you could do more. So if it gets, if it's super easy to apply to five grants during quarter four, then you'll know that, oh, maybe you could bump that metric up the next time that you make this goal. That's not to say, you know, everybody's different. And that's why quarterly goals with metrics is something that you design on your own and you're not looking for someone else. I'm not going to tell you what your metrics should be. I'm going to tell you that you need to design them for yourself so that you know whether or not you're really killing it in an area or not. Maybe your grant writing skills aren't that strong yet. And so two grants in a quarter is going to feel like you've done a lot of work. And that's probably true. So that being said, if somebody else is churning out eight grants in a quarter, you can't hold yourself to that same standard because you don't have the same background and skills yet. So you need to design your own metrics in this case. Did you do more auditions than you did last audition season? Maybe that's your metric. So what, however many you did last season, is it important for you to do more? Is it important for you to up your averages? Or do you actually need less auditions, but better, better experiences on, in those auditions? Would it help to say, okay, I'm going to do less auditions, but more strategically for companies that are definitely hiring for my voice type or casting for my voice type? 
my particular singing skills, my differentiation points, those kinds of things. You need to ask yourself those. So this is all to say, I want you to take time after this, after this podcast, you know, put on some music or something. I don't know. (laughs) And list, list, starting with your nine, 10, 20 year goals, put a heading at the top that says seemingly impossible goals, write until you can't possibly write anymore, and then keep going. Uh, Deborah Glassman, who has this amazing podcast, who's been podcasting since like before podcasts were even a thing, (laughs) has this podcast called On Design. And she talks about how when she went to grad school for for design, for art, that she took this amazing class that her professor, who is this wonderfully renowned uh, guru in the design world, had all of the students write down, you know, a list of their 10 seemingly impossible goals. And she was telling the story. And of course, I'm sure that you can imagine what happens next. But she, she said that she found this sheet of paper that she had from the class years later, like decades later. She found it when she was moving apartments. And she read them out and realized that she had accomplished every single one on the list. And this may start to sound like the secret, some, you know, secret bull, you know, stuff. Um, <laughs> so, but it's not. It's about the fact that when we get clearer on our desires, our brain starts putting connections together to say like, oh, I said that I wanted that. And here's an opportunity to get a little bit closer to that thing. I'm going to take that. And then moving forward and forward, we do it a little bit more subconsciously. So like I said, seemingly impossible goals, right, 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 right. Then your next heading is halfway point, right? Five to six year goals. Can you get very clear on the halfway point to those larger and seemingly possible goals? What is the halfway point to a seemingly impossible goal? And then can you get even clearer on what the most desired aspects of those big goals are? Then back it up. Oh, there's Hunter again. (laughs) Back it up to your two-year goal actualization. What are the internal factors that you can take care of now that are going to get you to the halfway point of those seemingly impossible goals? And then back it up to the present moment. And let's make some quarterly goals with metrics. Let's break down from 2017 to 2019, quarter one through quarter four, and give yourself goals that have some metrics to go along with it so you know how to measure and be accountable for what you say you want to have happen. Okay, divas, that's it. Go do it. Go take over the world. I'm here for you. Let me know how your goal setting process has gone. I'd love to hear about it. If you want to share with me some of your, uh, uh, you know, halfway point goals or maybe even some of your seemingly impossible goals, I'd love to hear them. All right, until next time. Joining me for episode number 11 of Studio Class, brought to you by the Sybaritic Singer. Many thanks to Juanitos for the music featured in this episode. Hey, Divas. Did you know there's one very simple way you can support our show to ensure we keep producing more content? Simply head over to iTunes and give us a rating. First, subscribe to the podcast, and then you can rate the podcast by selecting one to five stars. If you enjoy us, please consider giving a five-star rating. 
This takes less than a minute to do, and with each new rating, it only boosts the visibility in iTunes for StudioQuest. It means a lot to me and to the show. Higher ratings means greater discoverability. Thanks for helping me out, divas. Talk to you soon. Hey,